Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All right, time now for the live wire, playing some Super Bowl sound with Josh Fiddy Marlowe. Yeah, going back to the Calvin Ridley conversation, um, it would be a pretty big gamble, if you will, to bring him here, but it could parlay into future success for... Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers offense. The double cricket joke. Usually it's just one, yeah. but nice job having a parlay of a joke, to be honest with you. Uh, we <laughs> will get to some Super Bowl sound, but we'll start with some local sound because we all saw the reunion videos of guys like Luke Keekley, Greg Olson descending on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. And Luke Keekley hopped on NFL Total Access to talk about what he thought of Bryce Young's rookie season in the NFL. You know, obviously last year wasn't the year that Bryce wanted, but there's a couple things that I think Bryce did a fantastic job of. I think his toughness really showed this year. He got hit a lot. He got hit a lot. He got sacked a lot. He was on the ground a lot. But I'll tell you what, he got up, he ran off the field, came back the next series, it didn't affect him, and then he showed up the next week as well. So you got to believe he wasn't feeling great going in the games. He was beat up, but guess what? He went out there, he didn't complain, he took the heat, he answered questions with the media. The guy can process. He's super accurate. He's super athletic. Man, it's we, we got to get better everywhere. It's and everyone keeps pointing at Bryce and saying, "Hey, Bryce has got to be better." But we got to be better. We've got to be better all over the place. I think was it maybe the Jacksonville game where he got hit and he, he left the game was maybe the first time all year he got hit and we all maybe we all maybe held uh, held our breath there. I do think we've talked about it a lot, Walker, during the course of the season. He did prove that his body can withstand the beating it's going to take at the NFL level. Is that the biggest accomplishment Bryce experienced this year? After all of the noise about him having this small frame coming in and just going to get destroyed by these big old mean defensive linemen <laughs> that weigh 300 pounds, mind you. And we knew all about these defensive linemen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Every time somebody hit him, we got a weight check. Yeah, Wes was putting you guys all up on that when he was telling you, hey, make sure like we're going to leave these games and these broadcasts are going to tell us what that defensive lineman weighs whenever mm-hmm. he sacks Bryce Young or gets a hit on him. And here's Bryce Young continuing to stand up. He did get hurt and did not play against Seattle. Maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theory there with Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers deciding to not play him, even if he was like 85%. They eventually admitted as such. It feels like that was the biggest accomplishment that we saw from Bryce Young this entire season. The fact that, hey, he can take all those hits. I just hope he never has to do it again. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't have a scale out there uh, ready for guys as soon as they get done. Hey, how much do you weigh? Let us know, all mm-hmm. right, so we can say it on the broadcast. But, yeah, uh, I think I would agree with you, Walker. I think if there's one thing that Carolina Panthers fans can take away from this is that, you know, the whole small guy label and worrying about his health and durability, I think he answered that question. I think he proved that he can survive an NFL season, and we saw him take a lot of brutal hits. All right, back to yesterday's big game. We're going to have the Mahomes break. Goat conversation, and rightfully so. 
But after Andy Reid won his third Super Bowl as well, it's maybe time to put him in the GOAT conversation for head coaches in the NFL, and that's exactly what his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, believes. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, but the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. Wes, more realistic GOAT debate, if you will. Brady, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. Well, okay, so you're asking me the better combination or you're asking me the better conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which do you think is more of a realistic GOAT conversation? Brady, Mahomes, or Belichick versus Andy Reid? Man, that's tough, but I think it's certainly Brady and Mahomes. I mean, that's what everybody's pointing to right now because of what they've seen from Mahomes. The flashiness, the way in which he's played the position is a very rare quality that we've seen in a lot of quarterbacks, and so I think that's why a lot of people are looking at it too. I think it's a little bit of Brady out of sight, out of mind uh, as well as far as us having that debate because uh, when it comes down to it, yes, Andy Reid is definitely going to go down as one of the best coaches in his era, and I would put him as the second best coach uh, in this era for me behind Belichick, but it's still too hard to uh, go against what he's done. I mean, six championships. We did see that Brady obviously was a major, major, major factor in others. Belichick only won about 45% of his games without Brady. But, uh, you know, what else do you expect Patrick Mahomes to say post-game? I mean, they just won a Super Bowl. So what do you think he's going to say? Nah, I don't think he's the best. Oh, my bad. He'll be like, nah, I don't think he's the best coach. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to go with somebody else. I think Belichick's better. Yeah. <laughs> feels like a low pitch. It feels like the base version. <laughs> I had a good Pat last Mahomes. night. I don't know what happened because I did mock him a few times last night. All right. So I, I think both are worthy. I, if you wanted to have that, Andy Reid has more ways to go, in my opinion. Like if we're trying to make really? this. Well, look. Look at I me. Mean, you combine Philadelphia with six NFC title games. And now with six AFC title games, like, all the guy does is coach in championship games. There's been a lot of conversation about Andy Reid hanging him up at some point. I know that's been a part of the rumors. Andy Reid is telling you he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not entertaining that, at least right now. Andy Reid, I know he's older, but in in the converse, in the type of conversation we're having, he's only 65. So when you look at Bill Belichick, 70, when you look at Pete Carroll, 71, 72, you have a handful of years left with Andy Reid, who is continuing to get the job uh, done at a high level. And so let's just say he coaches until he's 70. Pat Mahomes is going to be 33. <laughs> so he's still going to be playing in his prime. Let's just go ahead and give him double-digit wins each of the next five years. Right now, on the all-time wins list, Andy Reid is fourth at 258. You give him 60 wins the next five years, an average of 12, right? If that's, you know, 10, 12, whatever, 50, 60, however you want to slice it. That puts him up there right behind Don Shula. That would give him about 320 victories all time in the NFL. That's eight behind Don Shula, whom Bill Belichick is chasing and might not get there, especially if he doesn't even have a job this season. So if Andy Reid, amidst the 60 wins that he picks up the next five years, Let's say he wins a couple more Super Bowls, and that would mean five total, Bill Belichick six. And my biggest point with Andy Reid being a part of the GOAT conversation, 
I think it's incredible that Andy Reid was able to win in different eras of offense when he is the mastermind of offense, right? Like, think about what he's doing with Philadelphia. No, he didn't have the amazing quarterback, but you always found him in the NFC Championship game. They did get to the Super Bowl once. They lost in heartbreaking fashion, such as Adam Vinatieri and Tom Brady would do to those types of people. Andy Reid gets fired after one, like, mediocre season, not even a bad one. He goes to Kansas City and has all of this success with Alex Smith. And then he gets the GOAT possibly with Pat Mahomes. And what does he do? Just win Super Bowl after Super Bowl and gets the AFC Championship game after AFC Championship game. Yeah, man. Andy Reid deserves to be in this conversation just like Pat Mahomes deserves to be in this conversation, even if their careers aren't done yet. Last piece of sound we'll play. We didn't, we we haven't spent a whole lot talking about this because the Chiefs won the game, but there was an incident where Travis Kelsey pulled up on Big Red on the sidelines after he wasn't given the football in the red zone, and Andy Reid spoke on that sideline incident with the future Hall of Fame tight end. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into you oh, in the yeah. first half? No. <laughs> we, he keeps me young. Yeah. So, the balance looked good. Yeah, not so good. He tested, tested that hip out. You know? Yeah, I know. But JP's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, man. I you, you, you took a good hit right there. But, but that's uh, how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, he caught me off balance. So normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. Wes, you said that that incident kind of caught you off guard. It caught a lot of people off guard because, A, we haven't seen that from Kelsey, and, B, Andy Reid is just so respected. You don't see players pull up on him like that. What did you make of the incident, and, um, you know, how much more would we have talked about this if, if the result would have went the other way? Yeah, it definitely would have been a big topic, and I thought that early on, I thought that was one of those signs I was looking at, like, man, you know, they're starting to come apart a little bit. And I know it happens on – sidelines uh, all the time, but we haven't seen that yet during the Kansas City game. We've seen Mahomes get frustrated. We've seen guys get frustrated, but nobody go up on uh, Andy Reid that way, and frankly, I didn't like it. And I know people try to say, oh, it happens all the time, but I thought that that was a bit disrespectful and at the time he was getting frustrated, and I think it is a little bit of him feeling the pressure with him becoming that much more of a heightened public figure because of who he's dating. And I think he kind of feels the pressure to perform that much more. It's the Super Bowl. He wants to be able to to uh, do his thing in that game. Uh, but, you know, you can chalk it up to competitive fire and him just wanting to be a part of things. But I just thought that that was very much out of line. It, it went too far. And you don't need Travis Kelsey pushing the head coach when he's not even paying attention to you, right? It went too far. I don't know if this needs to be a indictment on... Travis Kelsey's character that he is, you know, used against him for the rest of his life. But yeah, it was a mistake. Travis Kelsey shouldn't be doing that at that moment because it it does. Okay, you could view it as competitive fire or even somewhat of a weakness. And like if I am the opponent and I see Travis Kelsey as frustrated as he is, if I see Pat Mahomes and Rasheed Rice going at it like they were, if I see Chris Jones get up and be so frustrated with Marquez Valdez-Scantling deciding to run backwards 14 yards to give the team a loss and what was an initial gain, I feel like I have the upper hand because I didn't see a lot of that. I don't know if you disagree, Wes. I didn't see a lot of that going on with San Francisco, and it's not like they didn't have their struggles last night. Right. It felt like it was a little bit on the weaker side for Kansas City. Yes, they're competitive. It felt like Pat Mahomes and that Rasheed Rice incident. He was the one telling Rice, hey, get it together. I don't need to hear you clowning me for not throwing the ball to you at the end of regulation. But like it, 
to me, like it just shows, okay, yeah, you can be competitive. And also it can get to you. And you only had one reception in the first half. If you want him to throw you the ball, fine. Maybe you don't borderline tackle Andy Reid while trying to get your point across. No doubt about it. I think both things can be true. All right, let's move on. That was the live wire playing some Super Bowl sound.